Yeah, we did get our, we got our COVID ones together and they thought we were just so cute. <laughs> I think if anyone sees you guys together, they think you're so cute. They're like, oh my God, I want to throw up. They're so cute. It's because that is an accurate statement. They're too cute. Okay, it's me. I said it. I want to throw up. You're <laughs> Ironically, I can remember people literally saying those exact words about you and I. Not anymore. Welcome to marriage. <laughs> Are you guys looking forward to marriage or what? In love, in love with movies, in love, in, 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 in love, in love. Welcome, movie lovers, to. <laughs> do I sound like Nick when I do that? <laughs> Welcome, movie lovers. <laughs> do you have. Never mind. <laughs> I said you have COVID. No, uh, too, that, soon. Not too soon. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I'm sweating already. Wow. Welcome, movie lovers, to In Love with Movies. I'm, I'm Daddy. Aww. <laughs> All right, so should we go for take three? That's four. You guys got this. What up, movie lovers? This is Danny. And I'm Nick. And what are we on, Nick? In love. With movies. And what do we talk about, Danny? Podcast. It's <laughs> <laughs> talking about love and movies. All right. That, this is it. That's all we got. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and Danielle, who, why don't you introduce us to our lovely guests today? Returning guests. I think these might actually be our first set of guests that are the same people returning and the same fashion we've had we've had one person who came in one pairing and another person and came in a different pairing but this is the first returning couple yeah because we're making this a tradition a holiday tradition you might say we're calling it right now it's an annual thing yeah i mean madison told me it had to be so <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah welcome back our favorite couple who is in a different position than they were last year because the <laughs> They're engaged. Wow, wow, wow. Um, we got Madison and Nick. Hello. Hey. Do we have a little button? I was going to try and. <laughs> Can you guys hear it? Yeah. Madison can't hear it. Nick can. Oh, I can hear it. It's just not fitting the context. <laughs> I don't think we have a. Oh, that I like the magic. Oh, that was good. Madison and Nick. <laughs> All right, enough playing with the soundboard. Wow, this is gonna be a this is great off the rails episode. as an episode. <laughs> That's okay. It fits with the great movie that we're gonna uh, talk about oh, yeah. later, which My is uh, is which one, Madison? Falling for Christmas is that what it's called? It I was gonna called say you just struggled to remember the name. <laughs> I'm calling it Lindsay Lohan Christmas movie. <laughs> Lindsay Lohan's comeback. Solid, solid <laughs> choice. This is going to be this is the beginning of the beginning of the low renaissance. Or you see that on the internet. No, just right now. It's like what is the you know they say the Kianaissance and the uh, Leosance, you know. The Lilowissance. Yeah. Lohanaissance. The Lohanaissance. That's good. That's good. This is it. Yeah. Anyways, we got Madison and Nick here. <laughs> They're engaged. They weren't engaged last time we talked, right? You guys, you got engaged no. this summer. Yeah. Yeah. How was that? Yeah. It was great. Um, <laughs> is there a story that goes along with that did you uh, propose yeah. while she was brushing her teeth while you were drinking coffee i know that was our story so oh, yeah. yeah no yeah 
Um, so it was June 17th and Nick took us to this kind of like park thing. It's hard to explain. Um, it's just, it has a lot of buildings and there was a pond and it was very scenic. And, um, yeah, we were like walking around this pond. We were, we were supposed to go be meeting some friends for a double date. That's what Nick told me. And, um, I believe Sneaky, (laughs) Um, and then he was like, oh, just wait, I gotta, um, get my wallet because uh, like he keeps his wallet under his wheelchair. So um, he like bent down to get his wallet and he popped back up with the ring. And I was like, <laughs> I wasn't even paying attention. I was just like, and then I was like oh, and then, you know, he launched it to his like cute spiel, which both of us were basically blacked out for. And <laughs> um, uh, then he like, waves you know after i say yes and we kiss he like waves and i hear like my family was there like my (gasps) parents came in from pittsburgh and my sister from kansas and my other sister from dude yeah and then his family was there and his sister and stepsister were taking photos and um then we went back to his mom's house for like an engagement party with a bunch of extended family which he planned and then that weekend because my family was in town, Nick was like, actually, none of the plans I told you that you're doing this weekend are actually happening. You're going wedding dress shopping. I set up a few appointments. Your sister and I worked together to set up a few appointments. So you can go shopping with your family while they're in town. Because there's no way I could have gotten everyone together again to, like, go shopping with me. So wedding dress shopping in a few places that weekend. Okay, I have jokingly talked about people making me feel ashamed <laughs> of our story before i actually feel just completely blown out of the water with regards to the proposal Nick's not so just awesome. because of the moment of the proposal but all of the extra around it nick that is and amazing actually nick with a c not with a k did you know this that Uh-oh. i was i had this big of a part you did <laughs> i had a tiny little baby part in it because oh, i yeah. had Madison's not coming to improv practice. <laughs> so I knew that she was getting engaged. And I, I think I, I'm not going to lie to you. I read the message when I was on the to- toilet and <laughs> I screamed so loud. I was like, oh my God. I was so excited. It made me so happy. Nick, is that the same story that you remember or do you remember it differently? That's exactly how it worked out. <laughs> yeah. Did you have your like proposal speech ready ahead of time? Oh yeah, but I thought I had it memorized and then it was completely gone the second I went to start. And I was like, I started it over like five times. I was like, I swear I wrote something five seconds ago. And like knowing that people were taking pictures and like I saw them out of the corner of my eye and it just like totally distracted me. I was like, oh man. I forgot everything. Were you nervous? Like, did you think she would say no? No, it was just like, (laughs) I don't know. Just, yeah, like the pressure of trying to remember it. Yeah. I just like basically spat out three bullet points. Like, (laughs) yeah, you are good. Uh, You want (laughs) to marry me now? (laughs) (laughs) Point number I went a little better than that, but... (laughs) I mean, Madison said she blacked out. I'm sure she doesn't remember it. I don't remember a thing you said to me, truly. I just said, you sure? (laughs) (laughs) Are you you sure? 
Yeah, I remember lots of screaming, and then yeah, you were like, "Are you like, is this for real? Is this for real?" Like you, you were struggling to come back to reality and recognize that it was happening. Probably because you know when you're brushing your teeth and half dressed in the morning, that's not when you expect things like that to happen. So. <laughs> um, but then Madison has one of the coolest rings. This is a bad platform to uh, show. <laughs> podcast <laughs> go got. find us on youtube oh, yeah. everyone to see just this thing that she's about to show us scrub forward to the time and then while you're there subscribe okay all right i'll see if i can show it oh oh no to the left the okay, Ooh, okay. That is... you've seen it i know <laughs> the, the listeners don't know that i'm trying yeah. to listeners audio only it's a large diamond with smaller diamonds around it, but it's a flower, which is very like Madison, very like happy and like woohoo. <laughs> pretty. Very pretty, very and very unique. I love yeah. it. It's so cute. Well, we are very happy for you, especially because um we may or may not be invited to the wedding too. I'm very excited. Um, but <laughs> I know you all. And in case you haven't already made that plan, now it's out in the internet. Yeah. No, no, you are. <laughs> no, Madison made sure because unfortunately, you have a big weekend to compete with because Taylor Swift may or may not be in Chicago for three giant stadium shows. I know. We had it planned first. So. <laughs> we didn't um, get engaged pre-release of the announcement midnights we yeah. basically knew what our date was going to be before we got engaged because i told madison we should tell taylor <laughs> before we send out all the <laughs> because she gets really busy <laughs> honestly you guys should invite her my brother and this is a new thing and obviously it's a tiktok trend but if you invite like famous people or celebrities or rich people to your wedding they definitely won't show up but you might get gifts yeah because yeah. some staffer who doesn't actually know who that person does or does not actually know is just like we got an invitation it must be someone uh, i don't know who they are so they're not on the important group of people lists mm -hmm. but we don't want them to feel unwanted so i'm just going to send them something I do send a Christmas card to Carol Burnett every year. <laughs> I love that on so many levels. <laughs> I don't know why I was shocked. I'm not shocked at all. So are you going to invite her to your wedding? That? I probably should. Yeah. 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 She's going to just assume this person who she's been getting all these Christmas cards from all these years must just be a relative who she's forgotten about and feel guilty. And then she'll come to the wedding. We do look somewhat alike. So. I was going to say, you could be a relative of Carol Burnett. You're funny. You got the good timing. You, you both have short hair. That, <laughs> yes, because these are all genetic related. traits. Yeah. <laughs> you think she'd give us her apartment? I mean, she's trying to pawn it off. Her apartment? I didn't know that oh, Carol Oh, yeah, I forgot about apartment. that. I Wait, yeah, Madison sent me the link that she's selling her LA apartment. I don't know if trying to pawn it off. Uh, like four million, so I mean, we yeah. could take that. Stop change. Yeah. Ain't no, no thing. For, yeah. an, for an apartment, listen, that's too much. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, we're not here to talk about marriage and stuff. We talk about that too much on this episode. <laughs> and this show. love and how much you guys stink and love each other. Uh, we're here to talk about like the journey that's brought you here and kind of like the obstacles that maybe you anticipate moving forward because. You bought a house. You got a lot of other things. So you are, what is, interabled couple. Is that right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Enter able to love. Yeah. So do you want to talk about that aspect of your relationship? Yeah. Cool. I'll dive into <laughs> dive oh into God. the t- <laughs> <It's too soon>. <laughs> <laughs> Um <laughs> So yeah, uh, I I well, my background is I had a diving accident in 2017. Um so yeah, I broke my C6 vertebrae. So I'm a quadriplegic. And yeah, that is basically my story since then. I've just been navigating life now. Um, I was, yeah, I was just about to turn 27. So it's like a lot of people, if they didn't know me before my injury, like nobody even knows, you know, how long it's been. So it's like, yeah, I don't know. It it feels weird to talk about like knowing how to do things because people might not, I don't know, I'm like, I love to weight lift. So if I hear people talking about that, I want to weigh in. But then people are like, what would you know? It's like, I want to weigh in. Did I, you see that project yeah. did there? <laughs> yeah. Actually, Nick, I didn't know that either because obviously I knew you before. So I did not know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you made yeah. the joke and Madison reacted, my first thought was it had something yeah. to do with what you were about to say. And then it went, yeah. no, I thought it was something else because I thought I'd already known. And I guess maybe I thought car accident okay. or something. And then my brain went, thought that Madison was making a reference to the movie that we're going to discuss. So I, like, I went wow. ping-ponging all over the place before you then said it was a diving accident. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I shit. Know, right? It was really bad that we were laughing. <laughs> Very much too soon. I also did not realize it was, I, I guess in my head, I thought it was much longer ago. So, Yeah, I know I'm still fresh, still a newbie. <laughs> um, yeah. Still- it's very recent. Uh, so, yeah, still, like, a lot of things I'm learning and navigating. Like, even the job hunt was a little weird and interesting. Like, what do you say before you show up for an interview? Um, mm-hmm. Remote yeah. work was luckily – I found a remote position, which ended up being perfect. So, um, yeah, that was, like, a weird thing, too, that I'm, like, I don't know what – I mean, it's not like – I don't know. You would be, like – by the way, I have diabetes before this interview. I just thought you should know. So I don't know anything yeah. you have. What are you, you know, obligated to disclose? So, but yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, I feel like we should just get into it. Yeah. Like, uh, just working in the like disability world. That's a conversation I have so much with my students is like, they're finishing college. They're going to go to a job interview. And it's like, do you walk in and say, hello, my name is so-and-so and I have autism. Like there's so many pros and cons to like disclosing before you even start that interview. Right. It's like people in their head can already count you out to be like, well, you're different. You're wrong. We can't have you fit here or we have to make accommodations for you. When in reality, most accommodations cost zero dollars, <laughs> you know, like really just like extra time off. Or if you need like a, a different desk or something like that, like between zero and $500. Yeah. It's not a lot of money. Yeah. So there's just like such, I'm sure it's really hard for you, Nick, because there's such like a misconception of like employers. Like how do you change the world <laughs> and their outlook on mm-hmm. people and the things that you can do rather than like, like you shouldn't have to change. <laughs> Obviously they should be able yeah. to accommodate you. So that's tough. Well, thank you for sharing that though. And yeah. Letting me know because- you and I met when maybe I was a freshman in high school. 
Yeah, probably. I'm sure seeing in the halls all those years ago. No, we were in the same jazz band, bro. (laughs) You remember? Uh oh, she's about to fight you. Yeah, we were in the same summer jazz, I think. Summer? No, I didn't do summer, but oh, your memory is flawed. Danielle is wrong. Wait, wait, She's been misremembering it? it for wait. years. Okay, me and Joe Barry looked a lot alike. Was Joe Barry in there? Well, I know Joe Barry because <laughs> he was in yeah. my section, you know, my sax, my sax section. Yeah. Saxon. My section. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, weird. Anyways, well, now I don't even know who yeah. you are. What's your, sorry, what is your name again? I'm Nick. <laughs> <laughs> literally actually in front of you on the screen it's a gen, you know just um yeah so nick and i met on like on a dating app so that's how we met <laughs> very romantic it's it's a modern love story it's it's like we met at a bar it's the same thing these days <laughs> yeah so like i knew beforehand that like he was in a wheelchair i just didn't know the circumstances of like um yeah his disability but yeah he told me before we met um about his accident and then um so yeah it was definitely something like I've never dated someone before with um a physical disability that I know of and so it was like um it's definitely been like a learning curve for me but um it's not something that like I don't know that really changed anything you know like there were times when I had to like way whether or not like like before we started dating I was like okay am I going to be able to like handle all the obstacles that the world throws at us you know and uh it was Nick so of course (laughs) like I didn't really you know I was like everybody has like challenges that they come up against and there's like no difference of whether like I would meet somebody and then they became disabled like because at some point all of us are going to be either like caregivers mm-hmm. or cared for, or mm-hmm. we can't control what happens in life. So I was like, as long as it's with Nick, it's okay, you know? Oh, so cute. If you don't mind me asking, you said that you knew in advance, but there was a time sort of early in the relationship. Do you remember when that was or sort of like what it was like when you went through that calculus of if do I, you know, was it sort of the things are getting serious? Do I really want to, you know, how much is there? You, how how much did you? How well did you know Nick? I guess before you felt like you had to make that decision. I guess is the question I'm asking. Well, I would say like, um, so when we first started talking, we had really we talked like over the app. Like we had really good chemistry. Like I really enjoyed talking to him. Like we were driving really well. He was hilarious, very funny, very kind. Like super nice and I and we had the same values and I was like oh my gosh I hope this person is cool in person too like (laughs) I'm not just really good at talking you know like uh, and I was like scared before going out because I was like I don't want to like what if it doesn't work out and then he thinks that I don't want to be with him because he has a disability and like I was judging you know and so then we went out and it was like oh my gosh this guy is way cooler than I am he's so cute oh my gosh and, um, and listeners then, who are not watching on YouTube this is where Nick is blushing yeah, terribly it's really cute right, right now, now. <laughs> continue Madison and then, and then I would say like so we 
like didn't officially like become official or whatever until like a month afterward and I would say that like month in between I was just like okay I gotta like make sure I wrap my mind around like exactly how things would be different for us and like the different ways that our um kind of like traditional gender roles might be switched up you know like yeah. that kind of thing like in our relationship like we I've had to jump a car right <laughs> like, <Hey>. or, like <laughs> or like help change a flat tire or whatever like those are types of things that were just like flashing through my mind of like okay is it something that I feel like I'm strong enough to do and can also like support him in and like that things will be different than like that society told me that they would be. And right. I was like, yeah, you know, it's gonna be okay. We'll get through it together. And Nick is like so supportive and all that. Like whenever I had to jump a car, I didn't know what I was doing. So he was just like, okay, here's what you do. And then, <laughs> like, so calm and collected and like, expl he, like he is my brain and I am the hands, you know, sure. for things that need to get done. So, yeah. That's really impressive because I imagine like kind of as you're saying, you just picture yourself in those settings. And as you described it, Madison, A, I know Danielle, I don't think knows how to jump a car. Definitely does not know how to change a tire. You mean you just jump over the car? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yep. <laughs> and then it just magically starts, <laughs> which is why Nick wasn't able to do it anymore. I mean, right. normally he would have been right. totally fine. <laughs> just jump it. Um. No, so but you described Nick being able to explain what to do to you in such a calm manner and be able to just be the brain. If for any reason whatsoever, I had to, like Danielle, if she called me or something, and I had to then describe to her how to do that in a similar scenario, I would not have been calm. I would not be patient. I would be like, how do you not know how to do this already? This is so obvious. It is these colors going different places. And she's like, oh, there's colors. Involved. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> See my point. Thank you so much. I love you so much. I don't even know if that was a joke or a serious statement. <laughs> anyway, so that's impressive to me. And I think that speaks a lot to, to why it's not going to be, you know, it has clearly not been uh, as much of a hurdle because those types of things are, yeah like you said and and i also think that society is you mentioned gender roles specifically i do think there's a lot of that and it's just like we're finally i think in this country starting to realize that most of those are bullshit yeah like i'm the sugar mama and always have been and always will be <laughs> sorry <laughs> there was a brief one and a half month period where i made more money than she did in our relationship one and a half months <laughs> got a new job and made more again <laughs> yeah but Nick, do you want, like, from your perspective, like, dating Madison and, you know, falling in love with her, and how was all that? Especially, I guess you said at the top of this, like, being relatively new to, like, your new body, I guess. Yeah, like, definitely the app thing was, it's tough and weird, and, like, it got pretty exhausting because, yeah, like, you have to dive into conversations a little deeper more quickly because it's sure. like, I'm not going to sit here and talk to you forever. And also it gets really annoying telling like my same story over and over and like, blah, blah, blah. But so. And it's reliving like, and deep and emotional. Yeah. Like, really uh, probably don't have to. For um, yeah, exactly. And Madison was like the way she responded to it and like went through all that with me. Like that was just great. Like right off the bat, she was really um, just like, curious about it and like really accepting and like 
um, like encouraging. And I just like, you could tell her heart, like just like right off the bat of who she is. And like, so I wasn't, okay, well, obviously I was extremely nervous because I liked her a lot too, but like I wasn't <laughs> nervous for like an acceptance sense on the first date, which is like something you face too. Um, uh, but yeah, like, and so yeah, just like those conversations right off the bat are always tough. And then obviously there's just like a lot of random scenarios that pop up. So like Madison mentioned the jump starting one that thing was just crazy because we went to the zoo lights at lincoln park and like so it didn't even unfold like a normal dead battery because <laughs> like, my van, so like my van has a ramp to get in and also the driver's seat like it's hard to explain but like it's a mechanical seat that not only slides way away from the steering wheel but like it swivels okay. 180 degrees like i get in it swivel whatever so like I got in the seat, swiveled back, pulled all the way up to the steering wheel, and I was almost pulled up, and just the battery died then. And then <laughs> with the battery dead, I'm, like, trapped in the seat then. So oh it's like, my God. <laughs> I just, we were sitting in the, just parked along the street in Lincoln Park for about 45 minutes waiting for a jump. Like, we couldn't even get out to do anything, like, just like, here we are. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, and then Crazy. after that, we we got his car jumped, and then we were like, "Well, it's still early in the evening, so your car's jumped. The bet the engine's running, so it should be fine. Let's just go back to like my apartment." And then we got back to parked outside of my apartment. Oh, but before that, we went to Target and got jumper cables because we didn't have them, <laughs> just in case, like just in case. <laughs> then we parked outside of my apartment, and then. He like he gets back into his wheelchair and then like what the ramp would have come out or something. Uh, yeah, I think it did die opening up. Yeah, so then his, his car's dead again, and I live on Sheridan, so I have to get my car parked in the middle of like Sheridan, next to him, and then jump his car from like the middle of the road at like ten o'clock at night. <laughs> that is horrible. Yeah, we have gone through all the adventures already it's yeah yeah that i think insane i do think though like any relationship like you said madison is gonna have its own issues and i think those big moments kind of bring you closer together like i remember nick and i one of the first times i ever felt close to him was when we were at a movie premiere for horrible bosses 2 and at the end of the premiere like it was a packed theater because the directors were there i don't can't remember um someone said everybody run and it was like you know right in the time of like mass shootings and all that stuff happening so we sprinted this like followed this crowd down the set of stairs people were falling like remember that woman who just like mm -hmm. tumbled and no one helped her and she was getting like run over and it was like one of the scariest experiences ever but like we were together and so like knowing that we could get through it together and like you making me felt feel safe I think really brought us together. And I think it, that moment almost solidified for me, like this is my person. If it's something as scary as like something like this and we can do it together and I feel safe and I feel okay afterwards. And I think that's the first time we told each other that we loved each other. Cause it was just in that moment where it was like, wow, we could have like lost everything or we could have been hurt or we, you know, and then mm -hmm. it's made us 
closer together. Yeah, the next day it took a long time for me to figure out what it was. And eventually, because it wasn't even newsworthy, we finally tracked it down that there had just been like a fist fight or something that happened at the front of the crowd leaving the theater. There was a little stabby stab. There was a couple of people stabby stabbing. No. Yeah, there was a knife. I don't, I'm remembering things differently, but whatever did not involve a gunman or anything like that yeah well what i was going to say is like regardless of what was happening at the front of the crowd we were at the back of the crowd and there was just this shout of you know run the other direction from Mm -hmm. the front so Mm -hmm. those of us at the back we didn't have any other you know concept of what was going on but i remember that being really scary it's funny you think of this like really beautiful moment that brought us closer together as they were sharing their story i was thinking of a story that was probably one of our most trying times as an early couple and it was around uh the lincoln park zoo lights i know it's <laughs> <laughs> so like this apparently is just a uh, a bad time for couples or it's a it's a make or break it's a cauldron it's, yeah. a, it's a crucible if you zoo will li- if you want to know if you're going to marry someone, go to Zoo Lights with yeah. them. <laughs> and specifically drive there because I'd been there to Zoo Lights before with friends, but I'd never had this issue where, and I'll try to make it short, but yeah. <laughs> we we got back to the car and then could not get into the car because we realized that the car key, which is like a key fob, had just fallen out of my pocket somewhere. <gasps> and we had been like out to dinner that night. We'd been around Lincoln Park for six hours since we parked the car, like had no idea. So we spent like an hour trying to go back and look for it. Couldn't find it. Eventually one, or I can't remember if both of us went in the Uber. We had to drive back to, you know, my apartment, get the key, then have the Uber drive us back to the, the place. And then there was this extra layer of like the battery in the key fob had died. And so it wasn't immediately unlocking the car. And I had to figure out how you like open up the key fob to get the actual physical key as an emergency to open. It was, it was a whole thing. It was like a three hour ordeal and it yeah. was trying and it does not sound like it went as nicely as yours did. <laughs> Oh, ours started off poorly, too. I got there, and I realized I had a ticket for the wrong night. And even though we looked so sad and cute and pathetic, they were like, sorry. Oh! Oh, so you didn't even see Zoo Lights? We did not. Maybe this year. (laughs) No, maybe don't. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe we go together as a couple's date, and then that'll, like, cancel the the bad. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, and so now you all are, you bought a house, right? Mm-hmm. Closer to us, which I'm very excited. <laughs> and Madison will be moving in when your lease ends and then Nick's moving in after you get married. Mm-hmm. But there was some like, some extra hurdles around the house too, right? Uh, oh, yeah. The market was terrible for one. <laughs> that too, so yeah. That was one hurdle. We, we closed in the beginning of September. So, um, but looking was really hard because like the way houses are, especially in the Midwest, everything is like, what is it? Like, um, uh, uh, I hate the architect who invented a raised ranch. (laughs) Why? Why? (laughs) But that's everything that was 100% valid. (laughs) Yeah. We would get, you know, we would be looking in Zillow and we're like, this is perfect. And then it would be like, race ranch or like there's three stairs in the middle of the house for no reason whatsoever so um yeah so trying to find a place that was one floor was hard and then also like um somewhere that was like like the the hallways were big enough for a wheelchair to fit down and the doorways were able to be widened for nick to fit through and somewhere like on the side of a hill and you know like that's 
like hard for Nick getting out of the car. So yeah. Um, yeah, and like the places that did work ended up being like real old and like we would have to do a lot of work on them. So the place that we ended up finding it was actually perfect. Like it is actually perfect because the person who lived there before was a wheelchair user. So there's already like ramps in the garage so that we can just like park and then go into the house from there. And it's all like one level. Most of the doors we will need to like widen a little bit. Um, but that was like, that's like the one major thing that we have to do. And we have to build like a ramp out front, but because there's ramps in the garage, it's already like Nick can get in if he wants to just, yeah go there so yeah it worked out really well and like but we yeah we had to put like an offer in as soon as kind of like we knew that we liked it and it really helped that like we did write a letter to the current owners because they were like we really just want you know good people who are going to be able to enjoy the house and um yeah kind of like deserve to have it so yeah it was kind of a best case scenario for us in the end mm-hmm. glad that worked out yeah, she wrote a real tearjerker of a letter. I can imagine. I know. As I was writing, I was like, we got to make him cry a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, house searching in general is freaking hard. And then those extra layers is pain in the butt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's yeah. very exciting. I feel like it's, you know, it's probably almost cliche to say, but, you know, it's just it's hard enough, but, and, and as you said, Madison, everyone's got their own like concerns, but so many people end up with very much similar concerns. And whereas you all just had this other layer, this other, you know, set of considerations that had to be made that most individuals would just not even think about, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it's really exciting to be able to kind of like, so the house uh, is, it was, rel- it's like relatively new, like 30 years old. So it's not like, new no, but it's not old right. but the person who lived in it before had some choice um <laughs> interior design oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of wood and wallpaper and all this so we're kind of it's fun to put our own like touch on it and like make those decisions together and like the floors are just got completely ripped up this weekend and um like yeah and it's also provided a lot of like challenges for us to work through as a couple. Like I spent, you know, three hours trying, well, we, we spent several hours on doorknobs. <laughs> that was, yeah. Another fun, uh, trying to talk through things without being able to do it myself experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, she's like explaining to you. Yeah. The house is presenting a lot of those of just like, I'm sitting there twiddling my thumbs, like, and maybe we should do this. Trying to be as polite as I can. <laughs> not even just with Madison, just like everybody is there. My parents are helping a lot. They're being really helpful. So but I'm just like, okay, deep breaths. You don't need to correct everything. It's hard. I'm a bit of a perfectionist, as Madison will. The face Madison just made. <laughs> <laughs> so I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's like it's stuff like that, but um I think it's really helpful for us to know how like we work through problems like that and um yeah, it's hard for him to like sit and watch doing things like well, I'm doing things that I'm bad at and he, you know, <laughs> would be good at and 
I'm the one that has to do it, you know, when he's the one that wants to do it. So yeah, it's definitely interesting dynamic, but it's also cool to like, like the doorknobs that we're putting on, like you can open them. It's a cool accessibility feature. You can open the door lock with your phone. Uh, so like, that's one way we're making our house um, more accessible. So yeah. That's awesome. That's very cool. And I think it, I think that example especially perfectly articulates sort of the like, although there are differences or different hurdles to overcome in an interabled relationship, that like what really is happening is still the same as any other relationship. There is this hurdle that you have to overcome. You have to figure out how you're going to communicate with each other. There's mm -hmm. probably someone who's really frustrated about the way things are going and someone who's just trying their best to <laughs> now, now Danielle's giving me a look. Somebody who's just trying their best to, you know, make it and make it happen as best as they can. And, and that's not a unique thing that I think is just a sort of tale as old as time. Yeah. Nick and I, cannot there are like three things that we can never ever do together and we vowed move furniture i will we nope it doesn't work out not a, not Nick a good plan. tried to help me now i know you want to take down wallpaper but i put up some cute wallpaper but nick tried to help me and we almost got a divorce <laughs> <laughs> he kept putting holes in the wallpaper and then was like getting so mad i was trying so hard just to do what i was instructed but yeah the try as i might i kept putting holes in the damn stuff <laughs> start all over and i can't think of the third thing but home ownership is also fun though because you get to like after <laughs> the hard part you get to take a step back and look at it and be like this is ours we did mm -hmm. that yeah like nick just put uh handles on our cabinets and i remember when i was 19 or 20 and i was commuting into the city and i was like hearing these ladies conversations on the train and i vowed to myself i even like tweeted it i was like I will never be that person who talks about cabinets. <laughs> now I love here. Cabinets. You are on a podcast <laughs> talking about how awesome your cabinets are. Yeah. Cause it's exciting and hopefully it's more uh, good than tough for you guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You have time to work on it too, which is good. Yeah. And I think it definitely has been like more good than tough. Like even when we do go through those things that are really hard, we like sit down and we're like, that was really hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and we're pretty good at communicating about it. And Nick's really good at like making sure I'm sharing my feelings and making me feel validated for all the things that, um, like the many layers of feelings that can be experienced, um, especially in our type of relationship. So, yeah. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, is there any like, final thoughts or advice or just things that you want to share about your relationship in general or like advice for other people out there in the dating world trying to find their person i don't know <laughs> i didn't prep them for i was question. gonna say they were not <laughs> that's a really question. like open-ended question um everyone's romantic relationship that's the that's the prompt go yeah. over <laughs> um i would say like Definitely when it comes to, well, we met on an app, right? So when it comes to that, like be open to like every person, no matter what their, like what their story is. Of course, I don't, I'm not saying like be open to people who are going to hurt you, like that you know are bad people, <laughs> but like um, 
like if I had like seen Nick and been like, oh, like I don't think I have like what it takes to be who he needs and swiped so fast. Yeah. I would have missed out on like knowing like this incredible person who's like completely changed my life and is like he's the person that I always dreamed of but never thought I would actually have. Like, um, yeah. And like the way that yeah he treats me so well and like loves me so like deeply and like um I don't know I'm getting all frazzled but um (laughs) and then also like yeah I didn't think that I mean I would have said that I thought that I deserved that kind of love but in reality I don't think that I was really like I was going on dates with people and it wasn't like these guys really we're not treating me well. And I was like, it's all right. Like, they're just a human. We can work it out, blah, blah, blah. And I was letting them treat me like trash. (laughs) And I thought that it was my fault. And um, like Nick has never made me feel that way and has always been so encouraging and um, treats me the way that I never thought I could be treated. So yeah, I would say like, don't give up on looking and, don't also like also don't filter out people who could be great you know okay i I know i'm the big softy but i literally have tears in my eyes (laughs) i know me too that was great (laughs) that's why she wrote the letter to get the house (laughs) nick go ahead follow that up oh my gosh i know i should have gone first (laughs) (laughs) with a joke i got a joke no not a joke but um so i think is one thing too is um I think vulnerability is always really important. It's something a lot of people shy away from, especially guys. And it's okay to show your flaws, um, even if you don't mean to, like peeing your pants on a date. It really helps you filter people out. And I have had that happen a handful of times. And Madison, thankfully, is a saint, and she still loves me. And that's another element of this. Not everybody would know about, but I'm happy to share. And I'm really happy to share it, but I do. And yeah, um, like, yeah, I think just like things that you're scared of. uh, I mean, I was terrified to have to talk about when that happened. And people are, people surprise you. If they're Madison, at least. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and that's, to, to your end, it's, it's it's a very, it's the same thing we were saying earlier. It's a different uh, manifestation of the same thing, though, of like, this is a true reality of who you are as a person. Mm. And you just almost don't have the choice to hide it the way that maybe some other people would. Yep. But the kernel of what you're saying there is like, don't even try. Be vulnerable yep. because the right person won't care. Like, that's not going to scare them away. Yeah. And Nick? Mm-hmm. It's cool to pee your pants. <laughs> I'm Miles Davis over here. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. Yeah. All right. And with that Billy Madison reference, <laughs> yeah. that was perfect. Uh, I think we might as well go to our next segment, which is actually, movie lovers, just going to be a plug real briefly before we go to a break. What? I'm surprising my wife on air. We have run out of our Closer Through Science questions. 
And so we don't have any more to ask Madison and Nick. And so we want to hear from you, movie lovers. Do you want us to start the list over again and go through it all from question number one? Do you have other ideas of scientifically related things? And we could just continue closer through science through some other means or some other piece of conversation or do you have some other idea for a segment that we could plug in uh, to get to know each other on a deeper level at the end of this first half of our future episodes let us know on our socials where can they find us danielle oh god um <laughs> it's on the screen right <laughs> it is but it's partially covered up right now and the letter n love with movies yeah on all our social needs there you go it helps <laughs> when we put it all in the same place at the letter n love with movies uh and in the letter n love with movies at gmail.com so let us know your ideas whether you want us to start over whether you have a new idea closer to science or whether you have some new idea for a segment that we could plug in here uh, and with that, though, we are going to go to a brief break before we return to discuss what movie again, Madison and Nick. Falling for Christmas. <laughs> falling. Yes. I was going to say falling in love. <laughs> what a generic title. <laughs> falling That's for it. Christmas. In love with movies. da 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 and, and we're, we're back. back. Welcome back, movie lovers, to In Love With Movies. I found my notebook. That was actually a bit of a challenge during the break. Turns but out it was exactly where I left it. <laughs> <laughs> but we are all back. We are all back, uh, ready to talk all about the 2022 instant classic. <laughs> yeah. Falling, falling for Christmas, right? That's what we decided was, falling yeah, for she Christmas? Spoiler alert, she falls. Oh, and dun dun dun. <laughs> so falling for Christmas. Yeah, so a little bit of brief opening credits. So this movie, as I said, comes out in 2022. That is available right now. It was available the same month that we are releasing this episode. It, it came is... out November 13th? I think 10th. 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 I thought it was 10th. Too. Sorry, my bad. But this episode comes out like around Thanksgiving. So, All right. It is starring Lindsay Lohan. Lilo, she back. The Lohanissance. She is returning. Uh, Cord Overstreet, which I yes. thought the name sounded familiar by itself, but I definitely was not realizing it was the guy from Glee. If, you, if anyone was a fan of Glee, it is Trouty Mouth from uh, season mm -hmm. one of Glee. This was directed by someone named Jamine Damien. Uh, basically has directed a bunch of other movies like this where they're, you know, Hallmark, Netflix uh, types. Writers are Jeff Bonet. And I thought that was worth noting that their story credit was Jeff Bonet and there was us. Uh, teleplay was also written by Ron Oliver, but Jeff Bonet, it was their first writing credit. So this is like their first ever oh, film, which is never written anything. I couldn't yeah. tell. No, <laughs> a bunch of other movies. <laughs> Uh, and then I also, I did notice, or did want to note Olivia Perez, who plays the little girl in this, because I think she's actually a bit of a star power and kind of stands out. Uh, mm. She was also in, in the Heights. So that is our oh, opening okay, okay. Yeah, she plays Lynn, nope, what's his name? The little guy. Navi's. I mean, the character is Navi. He plays Navi's daughter. Usnavi? Oh, Usnavi. yeah. Usnavi, thank you. My bad. You're right. <laughs> Usnavi. <laughs> 
mansplaining to you this yeah. uh... <laughs> well, tell me about broadway nick <laughs> all right so that's the opening credits of this movie it's pretty recent um so our, we're gonna have some short love stories but before we get to that danny it's time for everyone's favorite segment already it's time for danny's dingle all right paris hilton light spoiled Gay influence boyfriend? Remote location. Yellow diamond. Uh-oh! They fell! Oh, saved by a rugged man. Ralph! <laughs> Amnesia? Who am I? Um, an angel. An actual angel. That goes on the tree. Uh, Granny. Of course, widow. Dead mom. Dad comes back. Santa Claus. <laughs> the end. Did that describe the whole movie? Are your lungs okay right now? I, yeah, <laughs> that not, was a squeak. Sorry, apologies. Uh, I think it's so funny how long it took you just to get to like the moment when the falling occurred. That's like not even the end of the first act. <laughs> Wow. Again, spoiler alert. But but also the mention of the yellow diamond, that is, I, I have thoughts. So we will get there. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Uh, well, we just mentioned it's just came out this time uh, this year, like a, less than a week ago. So our love stories uh, are all that we watched them this week. Danny and I did it on the couch a couple of days ago. Uh, Madison. We watched the movie on the couch. <laughs> 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 Maybe this movie got us going a little bit. That's perfectly okay for things Mm -hmm. to happen. You know, sometimes Mm -hmm. movies get your motor running. (laughs) And anyway, Madison, Nick, in what context or what was the details of how you watched this movie? Yeah, did did you you do it on the couch too? (laughs) Listen, because I was in true COVID fashion. (laughs) We watched over Facetime at the same time. Well, I'm sure I'm you're going to rewatch it very soon. I think Nick has. Yeah, I did a double watch again. I had to be prepared. <laughs> I love that. We love your dedication. I do. But also, do I want to ask, I know you're on last year, Madison, but I kind of want you to share just your love story in general of these wonderful holiday movies. I like that. Yeah. Why are you a returning guest mm-hmm. with this theme? Yeah, I don't know when or how it happened, but um, I I really love Christmas, and I've always really enjoyed Christmas, but I started doing, you know, Christmas cards in, um, like, 2015 when I first started to, like, live on my own, because I was like, I can do this thing that couples do, and I can do it funny. And so and they are funny. <laughs> yeah. Nick and I are sending one out this year, and we're very excited about it. This one is really good. If I'm just being honest. But anyway, um, so I sent out Christmas cards and then um, I started seeing all the, you know, people talking about Hallmark Christmas movies. And a few years ago, I was like, I can watch these movies and make fun of them and it can be fun. And so I started like doing on my Instagram stories, like movie reviews in air quotes um, (laughs) of these Hallmark Christmas movies. And most of the time, you know, I I rate them on four things. I think like Christmas spirit, 
um, likelihood to watch again, um, as well as like, I, I don't remember the other ones, like believability or something like that. But uh, in any case, or nostalgia is one of them, I think. Oh, yeah. But um, in any case, I just like enjoy, I enjoy watching them to make fun of them. And people <laughs> really enjoy watching me make fun of them because that's how we all feel about them. But at the same time, I don't mind watching them in general because I know that I'm gonna walk away from the movie feeling good like <laughs> I know I don't have to like be stressed about it I know exactly what's gonna happen people make fun of them because they have the same plot every time but I'm like if I get to watch some cheesiness and make fun of it and know that things are gonna end up okay that's kind of nice because that doesn't happen in life very often you know yeah <laughs> so um yeah yeah that's just where that comes in. I've already decorated for Christmas. We put up my tree. Black oh, house. yeah, sure. It's right there. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, <laughs> we had exactly this moment music, the last time stuff. we recorded last year. <laughs> you did a... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that. And that's. I'm glad you remembered to ask that question, Danielle, because I think that's actually... I think that's so awesome that that's something you do. I love obviously movie reviews, but also part of the, the reason like my tags on socials are Nick loves movies is I think that even movies that we can sort of collectively agree are not objectively the best made films. There's still something to love about them. And I love that you've done that with these, this branch of movies. And that's such a great uh, thing to do. And there's a reason the movies exist. Like there's a reason yeah. Hallmark puts out 25 new movies or whatever it is a year. Like, it's because people watch them and they would yeah. stop doing it if people stopped watching them. So yeah. yeah, they just bring you some kind of comfort and some kind of like magic. Because even after we watch this movie, Nick goes, Okay, I'm in the holiday spirit. And yeah. then we just True. like started watching holiday things. So uh yeah, I, I love it. And I know Nick by Nick with the K by association, you've kind of fallen into this holiday <laughs> movie madness as well, right? Yeah. Uh, I I'm fighting it a little more this year. Also, okay, well, mostly because we've been so busy, we hardly got to watch any spooky stuff for Halloween. So I'm like, I still need to get that fix in, but we're already just plowing right into Christmas movies. Although today, being the first snowfall, is not a coincidence. Now I am very in the mood. This movie helped too, but like, yeah. <laughs> I'm right with her, though. I enjoy it, too, even though they're very cheesy. This is the rest of your life. <laughs> yep, I'm ready. <laughs> Make a peace with it, Nick. Last yeah, year, I was like, here's what's going to happen on November 1st. <laughs> part of Madison's personality. I've known her for four years now, five years now. Uh, I moved in Sometime. so maybe four. Yeah, about four. four. She's always had a love for Christmas. Well, I think this one in particular fits very well into your point about, um, in my humble opinion, and this will spoil a little bit of where I'm probably going to take things with my opinions. Uh, it's it's not the best movie, but it can still put you in the holiday spirit. And it is very cookie cutter. And in that regard, I as we sat down to record, because it was only two nights ago that we watched this, I realized just how forgettable this movie was for me. That's why I had to find my notebook. <laughs> like, I'm like, you guys started referencing some things and I like was looking at my notes and I'm just like, oh my God, like it's literally been 48 hours and I have forgotten whole huge chunks of things from this movie. Well, <laughs> should we jog your memory and get Let's into it? Let's do it. it. <laughs> okay. Um, so 
this movie starts off with Lindsay Lohan. She back, baby. I, honestly, <laughs> Danielle I just feel, can't get past this. I just feel good for her because she is. Well, she's your age, actually. You're old, but she's like someone <laughs> that I grew up with. So it's like, and you know, she had a rough couple of years, and so it's really refreshing, I think, to see her just like back. I don't know. Yeah, it was, it was the nostalgia factor, but also just like, yay, she she bounced back. We love to see it, you know. So it's a real life holiday movie. <laughs> I will say she like as much as again, I, I don't necessarily have a time. I mean, she specifically, I feel like, has never truly been bad in anything that I've seen her in. Like go, going as far back as you know her breakout role when she obviously turned a lot of eyes with the what was it um parent trap you know what i mean like yeah. she, there's a reason she was cast in that and was you know had that natural magnetism yeah so anyways she's now madison you can like stop me and tell me typical trope because i haven't watched a ton of these i did watch all the vanessa hutchins ones though, I really <laughs> um but she starts off rich spoiled gal ho uh, hotel heiress of what were they the bentons or something the Belmont. Yeah. Belmont. That's what it was. Like the Avenue. Yes. Like Chicago. Um, <laughs> and they show the same shot of the people in the jacuzzi 37 times in this movie. It's just uh -huh. like the roof shot of like, there's a hot tub on this roof and they're wearing Santa hats and bikinis. Mm -hmm. yep. um, but it shows her opulence mm -hmm. because it's a, uh, a ski resort, but she can't ski. Fun fact. Mm -hmm. And she's with her boyfriend who little does she know is going to be her fiance but he uh is clearly just more interested in himself what did you all think about this opening relationship in the movie um well i would that is a trope like the <laughs> you know the spoiled rich girl and then you're like oh well something's gonna happen to humble, humble her whatever she's gonna realize that's not what life's about so um we i knew as soon as you know the movie starts that's what's it about but and you also know like when her her boyfriend or whatever like you know it's not gonna work out it's like they set him up to fail in the first place i'm like mm -hmm. i don't understand this guy like yeah. usually they're usually in these movies the the guy that she's that the protagonist is with to begin with um you you have an obvious reason to hate him mm. but i was like this man is just the same as her yeah and he didn't have any character flaws as as much as he was just like goofy and self-centered i guess and i was like also like why is he he's gay <laughs> yeah he's definitely gay <laughs> but, they, but they don't like you know say that they don't say that at the beginning and i was like was this necessary to the plot like i don't know um they i think that they tried to like go with the trope and tried to do something different with the trope and it just felt more tropey somehow so um. <laughs> but funny enough i actually thought i wish they'd have leaned into that more because i have a note somewhere what the hell is that guy's name i forget the dad madison <laughs> loved his name she's like oh who's my name gosh, dad. She said tad i thought she was saying dad <laughs> but then her dad kept calling him ted uh-huh <laughs> but he has his line with his his like side story with ralph and there was a time in this movie where I thought that they were, wasn't that his name? Isn't that why you said, okay. Yeah. The, the woodsman guy. I thought that they were going to, as you're saying, Madison, they were going to end up having like dual 
um, enlightenment stories. Like he yeah. was going to have his own sort of storyline where he goes off and he spends his time in the woods and he maybe becomes aware of his own homosexuality, but more importantly, you know, aware of his own version of coming into t- uh, in touch with what really matters in life. You know what I mean? And he was going to spend these days out in the woods without his cell phone and all that jazz. And then they kind of had a couple of scenes where it looked like they were doing that. And then they just stopped. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) There was, yeah, no character development for him. And there was no real reason to dislike him other than he was just, like, annoying. He didn't, I don't know. Like, I was just like, am I supposed to be angry at this guy who was also stranded? I don't. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I actually thought Tad was pretty sweet. And that, that actor played it so perfectly with what he was given he was given like this is what you're annoying and you're full of yourself and he did a great job (laughs) and actually fun fact nick and i were looking this up mostly nick he looks like he's like in his 20s right at least he did to me he's 42 he was six years older than her is 42 (laughs) yeah and Lindsay lohan is 36 so yeah yeah that blew my mind i was like wow anyway we love age appropriate casting though we do. Indeed. We love it. And in fact, I'm a fan of when I thought it was reversed and she was just a little bit older than him and he was going to be like the young guy that she was getting because she was rich. I'm like, yeah, we see too much of that gender reversal happening in movies too. Why not have a rich woman getting a young, cute guy? But That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Age appropriate's a good one. So obviously they go up. He wants to get a photo shoot. And, you know, I think they did a couple of good things in this movie because after she falls and no one knows who she is, and she forgets. I'm like, aren't there pictures everywhere all over her boyfriend's social media? But they make a comment. You've never posted a picture of us before. And then he says, I want this to be the first. So that's why they do that elaborate photo shoot where he proposes to her with the giant yellow diamond ring. Nick, you said you had thoughts about that. That thing was gaudy and ugly and did not look good at all. You know, no, no, no. Do you know how precious a yellow diamond is very so that's I is that, that was, really a thing yeah i think it was very appropriate because they were supposed to be so rich that you know really see i'm an, i'm sure that's not actually a yellow diamond so maybe my reaction <laughs> is just the fact that it wasn't you know uh, production value or something but mm-hmm. i cannot imagine wanting something big and yellow on my finger like that madison how would you have felt if you hadn't gotten such a beautiful flower but instead a giant yellow rock how would you? Um, I would be like, oh, why'd you put like a kidney stone in here? Or, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> or like a piece of corn. <laughs> it's corn. Like, looks like a Jolly Rancher. <laughs> yes, thank you. Okay, I'm not alone. <laughs> no, yeah, but I think like colored gemstones, especially rare diamonds, are really in right now for people who are like super rich or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like JLo's ring is green. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I would, yeah, I would say it was basically like, just saying like, she's super rich and would want something that is more rare, I suppose. Trending. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And I love that he proposes and then she doesn't say anything except for it's too big, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but she meant on her finger, not the rock. She had no problem with that, <laughs> which I thought was funny. Also, I would like to it's a very obvious Easter egg. You know, sometimes they sprinkle in those little Easter eggs. When Lindsay Lohan sings Jingle Bell Rock in the car. Thought- yeah. <laughs> Nick caught that one. He was like, oh my gosh, Mean Girls. <laughs> and 
Actually, we were listening I'm... to Holiday Radio the other day before we saw this movie, and Jingle Bell Rock came on sung by Lindsay Lohan, and I was like... I'm 90% certain that's the version that they are listening to, because that was the note that I had. When you realized what the song was, I went, oh my god. And then if you listen to the like singing that's happening, I think it is actually her own version of that song that they are then listening to in the car. But then it has a rap verse on it, so y'all give it a it's listen. It's so meta. <laughs> Um, and I just wrote like, I kept writing, of course she, of course she. So of course dad is a widow with a daughter and he has to go on a business trip, but he'll be back by the 24th. Of course her mom died. You know what I thought was weird though, is she kept saying, or the dad kept saying, your mom told me to take care of you. And I'm like, but your wife, if I'm doing the math right, died 31 years ago. Why are you still bringing this up? (laughs) Like, you are taking care of her. And also, why are you waiting till she's 36 to make sure she has her first job? I don't know. There was just a lot going on with that. Very forced. We really want Lindsay Lohan to be in here, but she's also 36 years old. Mm-hmm. Are they normally younger than that in the movies that you watch, Madison? These tropes? No. Uh, I would say you have a lot of your, like, uh, like uh, what's her name? Danica McKellar, I think. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, because yeah, it's Danica like the same Keller six women that are in all of the movies, like, right? <laughs> Candace Cameron, Cameron Candace Bure Cam- is older. Yeah. Like, it's pretty common to have people who are like, it'll, uh, you know, women who are up to 50 years old in these movies. Um, I guessed. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. So I would say it's not uncommon. Okay. But do you think it's uncommon that he's like, now in this moment, I'm reminding you that I have to take care of you and here's a job i think the reason he said that was just so they could justify the line at the end where she says i could take care of myself <laughs> i sincerely think that they just were trying to drive it home so that, that line meant something yeah there that did seem to be what they were trying to make her arc out to be mm-hmm. but i literally had a moment where when they have the um the sudden montage of her just like doing chores and like, she's terrible at all of them. It's clearly only like a day's time. Like one sleep occurs. She does these chores one day. And then the next day she makes a perfect bed. (laughs) Like no scene showing you anyone telling her how to use a fitted sheet. No, nothing that shows that she would have learned this progress. No, 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 no. Next day she just wakes up. And because she has chosen to be better at this, Mm-hmm. now able to make a perfect bed it's magic speaking of magic so we have the other family we have cord overstreet who is handsome he just got some puffy cheeks man <laughs> <laughs> the beard helps it does he looks i like him yeah he looked he was he looking good. really cute um he's obviously and madison tropel or probably that he's about to lose his inherited family in mm-hmm. big trope so him and his family are struggling also guess what his wife died he's left with this beautiful daughter who actually is a great actress and i hope to see her in a lot of other things and his mother-in-law who man that is a bad actress (laughs) (laughs) that grandma is really bad am i the only one who thought that i didn't think she stood out (laughs) in the whole cast of characters but what about the two of you I think she did the job she was supposed to do. <laughs> I guess if I'm recalling, yeah, her line sounded a little robotic. I'm thinking mm-hmm. of like when she gives her that dress for the last thing, she's like, 
I want you to wear this tonight. And it's just like, oh my gosh, the delivery. Yeah. And yeah. I think that was also like, I mean, the cast was still very whitewashed, right? Except sure. for the grandma was the only like, uh, I like um, Hispanic or Latino um, actress, uh, and except the the daughter, I would assume. So, yeah, it, I, it was just a very strange like. It she didn't like work with the cast a lot, and I wonder if they were just trying to make it so it wasn't so whitewashed. Like, yeah, a little diverse, <laughs> which is which is there a solid thing. But I feel like Netflix has been doing a more diverse casting and more diverse choices lately. Like I, I look mm -hmm. at, for example, Bridgerton, but that yeah. is a good example of them having done a much better job than what they did in this movie yeah. because she does feel like she's just shoehorned in here because they were like, ah, we decided we wanted someone who wasn't white. So just uh, we'll cast some random Latina. Yeah. Other trope alert. <laughs> we saw the real Santa because the daughter asks for a wish. Does Santa show up a lot, Madison? Yeah. <laughs> See, I wondered if it was. I have a note that he like. This is one of many movies that are like classic Christmas movies. But he even does the Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Like, no. Oh, she she tracked it. Okay. Is that does that show up in things outside of Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street? Is that something that happens? Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, it, 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 yeah it's either that or like, or like his the nose. Exaggerated. <laughs> exaggerated wink. I'm Santa. <laughs> like, it looked so awkward, too. Like, if you see Miracle on 34th Street, it just kind of looks, like, natural, and it looks beautiful, and it looks magical. And then this guy looked like he just, like, tried to pick his nose, but missed. Like, <laughs> The other thing I do want to say about this Santa is he had a lot of work done. <laughs> he was weird. Yeah, he was, like, halfway to uh, Plastic Santa and yes. Spots. Yes, true. And he's like uh, Michael Scott's like classy Santa with the hat. Like, <laughs> he's like a mix of all three. Yeah. They want to just pull it in from all the inspiration. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was a little confused at first. I was like, oh, of course they have to go see the Christmas tree. Then Santa's there. Then they also have to make a random wish, which doesn't go with the storyline. But came back in the end, I guess. Um, so then, you know. Lindsay Lohan, she fall. She get amnesia. I did not expect Tad to fall and go the other way either. Mm -hmm. Can yeah, we also was... talk about, and this is a downer, but I brought it up with Nikki. <laughs> he knows what I'm going to say. Uh-oh. But I found it like very on the nose and somewhat insensitive the way that she's injured. Because if you'll remember, Lindsay Lohan was in The Parent Trap and the mom in The Parent Trap literally died in real life from a ski accident and running into a tree. Oh, I did not know that. Yes. She died of a traumatic brain injury. Oh, my God. Yeah. And so I was like, they're not going to. They did. And so <laughs> I, I just find it weird that this no one in the studio was like, maybe we figure out a different way. Yeah. Or like, Lindsay herself? Like. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Anyway, I, mean, I, downer, but... I thought it was like an outdated way of doing things like i thought it was like this feels like something that a modern movie would not do because we know just you know it's sort of like uh you couldn't really do um uh, home alone anymore because an actual uh sort of savvy movie goer today i think even as a kid is gonna see the bong ding, boom, and just be like oh my god they're literally dying right now they would be mm -hmm. dead 
And I feel like that's kind of the same thing I thought while watching this. I was like, this is this is some, you know, 1990s, literally cartoon stuff that we've got going on here. I can't believe that. But then that's what happened. Because then Tad rolls down the hill the other way and definitely would have gotten hypothermia. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's again very tropey, like in Hallmark movies for bad things to happen. I mean, I wouldn't say there's very much like injuries involved. This is one of the first ones that I've seen where usually it's like girl leaves town, discovers what the meaning of life is. But yeah, I, I mean, but it's very tropey for Hallmark movies to be unrealistic. Well, and it also, and speaking of unrealistic, the thing that was very interesting to me about her amnesia is usually they part of the, their growth or part of their discovering their new selves is that they kind of don't know how to behave with the amnesia, so they behave sort of better. And then it's when they get their memory back, they're like, "Well, I like the person I've been for the last few days." At least that's been my experience, not necessarily in Hallmark specifically, but just movies that have amnesia. In this one, she like very specifically could not remember who she was but seemed able to remember literally everything else about who she was oh, yeah <laughs> who like, she is in like terms bacon. of personality i don't like bacon i don't make beds i'm still a whiny brat like all of the above and the only thing was she's just like oh I just for some reason can't remember my name or who my parents are like what yeah. I don't know. That stuck. That stood out to me. It was like that is that is some very crazy, unique, uh, specific TBI that's happening. Well, I mean, it's yeah. I don't know. It is a little yikes. When she hit that tree, I was like, oh god, that was rough. Yeah. Um, but also, we talked about this a little bit already. But someone would recognize this bitch. Like, mm -hmm. you are the heir of this giant hotel chain. That's just on the other side of the mountain. Like, <laughs> And she ran into Cord already in the freaking hotel. Which Nick said, but if you'll remember, she was wearing giant sunglasses. That's what I, Nick said! And when I saw the giant sunglasses the first time, I was like, why is she wearing giant sunglasses indoors? And then once he didn't recognize her, I was like, is this Cinderella? Okay. <laughs> where the guy can't remember what the girl looks like mm -hmm. because he i don't know oh i mean this guy wasn't supposed to be shallow but i would say a pretty shallow dude <laughs> if he can't remember i don't know and i mean it's not like he has guests in and out of his inn she's probably like one of five people he's seen in the last two days <laughs> yeah and he would remember being in the context of the hotel because he was just there trying to ask for money. It's like, oh, hotel, heiress, whatever. Yeah, and actually, I mean, if you think about it, she would have been wearing, like, ski goggles and would have been, like, part of me started to say, oh, well, maybe when he met her, you know, different context, different clothing. But her loud pink snowsuit is kind of similar to the loud red yeah, dress that thing. she was wearing yeah. when they first ran into it. I would have thought that those two would have stuck together quickly, but uh, they didn't. And then no one in town knows who she is. No doctor, no sheriff. But at the end of the movie, they show that she's been on the news all week. <laughs> <laughs> also at the end of the movie, when, when the sheriff is like meeting with the father who has come to him to clearly say my daughter is missing help me find her it's the exact same sheriff who was literally in the hospital and said well we'll keep an eye out for anyone who's looking for a missing person <laughs> and yet 
they're not rushing off to the hospital together when Ralph comes to get arrested. No, 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 no. They're just chilling in the sheriff's office. And he's like, oh, gee, I guess we might as well get your daughter who you've been missing for 48 hours. (laughs) What? How did that even? Sorry. Okay. Continue. So she's got some borrowed clothing. She wears the same blue sweater twice. Um, And honestly, though, Madison, I think this is, why you love the magic, I love the magic, the people love the magic of the holiday movies. I wanted to be at that, what the North Star in so bad. Fair enough. It was the cutest little decorated place I ever did see. It was so cozy looking. It was like a star's hollow. Yeah. It's in Park City, Utah, guys. Go visit it. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's like, I've literally seen it. It's uh, I looked up where they shot it because when we were watching it, I'm like, where's this going to take place? These mountains look like Yelp. So I was trying to be all wise and they filmed it in Utah. <laughs> a lot of snow in Utah, I guess. Yeah. I mean, especially if you get up the mountains. Wait, I'm dumb because I watch, you know, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City and they're always wearing fur and they're in snow. <laughs> so, yeah, obviously. Oh, boy. Um, So that was very cute and magical. And. There's a scene where they have stained glass windows, but the stained glass are reindeer. And I was like, oh, they're Christmassy year round. <laughs> Anyways, loved it. Um, also, did you notice that these Netflix original shows <laughs> yes. always yeah. plug Netflix? I love it. Always. And sometimes they do crossovers too. Like they're, I can't remember if it's in one of the Princess Switch movies or in one of the. Um, other princess movies. Yeah. Night for the Christmas. Christmas Prince. Yeah, oh. where like Wait. the um where like actors from the other movies will be in that movie as the same character. <laughs> it's the same world. It's I mean everything's gotta be a cinematic universe these days, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh I will say on that same note, genuine like chuckles or real laughs that I got going back to and I realize we bounced around, but the, the I know I'm trying to go in order in my notes. The uh montage the montage seemed so dumb and so tropey to me except for (laughs) the moment when she got the toilet brush stuck in the toilet and couldn't get i laughed i I couldn't help myself i was like this is such a dumb gag actually making me laugh yeah when she was like like holding the blankets like like or whatever right before the montage i said nick there's montage (laughs) i love it coming. knew it was there when the toilet brush thing happened i don't understand how that happened i I don't think it's possible that's why it was so funny to me like that's not how toilet brushes work she got in real deep (laughs) the one thing i want to say about the montage also is that most of them were truly accidents she was just clumsy but they made it be like oh she's so dumb she doesn't know how to make a bed but like she slipped on the ice getting wood she accidentally knocked the whole bottle of laundry detergent in you know like mm-hmm. oops <laughs> yeah i looked away and like took was taking notes or something and then you told me that the bottle act the whole bottle fell in and i was just like that's not you being bad at laundry that's just you not being terribly observant but i could see that happening to me, and I'm the one who always does the laundry. <laughs> Speaking of which, when she did do laundry, Nick had some notes for her. Oh, let's hear it. I knew you were going to bring this up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
I'm not going to entertain this. You can tell him, Madison. Oh! <laughs> fight, fight, fight. No. He, um, he's particular about laundry, and so it, she, like, dumped the soap in the laundry bowl and then put her clothes on and then start the laundry. And then he was like, that's not how you do it. You have to wait for the bin to fill with water, then put the soap in. And I was like, no. And what? he was like, yes. And then we, I was like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, that's the way your clothes get clean. And it was like a huge moment of discovery for him to learn that I've been doing laundry wrong my whole life. Whole life. Wow. I'm so glad this movie can bring you closer together. <laughs> You yeah. just need to get one of the machines like what we have, where it's got like its special little tray that yes. holds it. Because then, because ours locks shut. But I know exactly what you're talking about, Nick, because you can get your clothes like greasy and slimy and weird because and, the residue will stick to it if the, the soup is just poured directly or touching Dang. directly on the clothes. You, I'm like, that's never happened to me. I have so to make a confession. It's probably happened, and you just literally didn't know that's what it was. <laughs> All right. Are you ready for my confession? We all know what's coming. I haven't done my laundry in eight years because I married Nick. <laughs> so I've never even used our, our washing machine here. And movie lovers, remember, we've only been married for four. So. Ah. <laughs> yes. Wow. <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> when she realizes that she does like bacon, the way that Lindsay Lohan was chewing in that moment reminded me so much of Tyra Banks in Life Size. And I was like... <laughs> Call back, because you, oh, you know yeah. she eats the butter. <laughs> so random. I don't know. I just it's great. So um, then, she did look effectively like someone who had never eaten bacon. Yeah, and didn't know how you were supposed to chew it. Yeah. So I love that moment. Um, Ralph and Tad fall in love. That is my my note here. <laughs> I love Ralph. What would y'all think of Ralph? Ralph was funny. Mm-hmm. That's it. That, that was my favorite part of the movie. I wanted more of their story. Yes, truly. they were cute together. I tuned them out a little bit. <gasps> uh oh. <gasps> Not on purpose. Even like, Nick is aghast. I know. I am just like, I'm like, okay, all right. This is a side plot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but the moment when he was like, oh, I have shoes for, he was like putting snowshoes on him. And Tad was laying with his feet up, and he he was like, uh, uh. Oh. They like, made that oddly happening? sexual. <laughs> Plus, he's like, I can't wear those, and he's like, I have big feet. And his mom's like, What's going on here? Yeah, that was a very sexual moment. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of chemistry between those two. There, I frankly think there was more chemistry between those two than there were the actual leads. Wow. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no shade against either of those actors. I think that they were like delivering their lines just fine. Mm -hmm. But the like, I mean, it's, we said this about Thor Ragnarok again. I think Chris Hemsworth and Natalie Portman, phenomenal actors, phenomenal. But their chemistry does not exist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will say um, when we watched jumping to the end, but like you watch the, the bloopers kiss. at the end, oh. and you're like, oh my god, there's so much more like levity and joy and connection in these bloopers than there was in the movie because the writing is so clunky. It's like, you are a simple girl who does not know who you are. I like you. <laughs> you know, I'm like, why does he like her? She's got nothing going for her. I don't know. 
But I will say Lindsay Lohan made me tear up with her acting when she said, I'm a useless human. Yeah. That made me so sad. You did a good job. Yeah. I mean, that's her acting's good. And then I think that's that's a that is a feeling that I think many human beings can identify with feeling at some point in their lives. Like mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was the only good moment of <laughs> emotion. And then <laughs> the fact that her name is Sarah Sierra. Yes. How did they know? It was too close. <laughs> and the fact that her like stuffed animals were all named something weird. It was like, <laughs> like Doodle, Poodle, Poodle, Sarah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why don't we name you after one of them? Here's five names to choose from. Which one are you going to pick? <laughs> that was good. So then they throw the party to save the inn and cord to keep saying i can't i can't take money i can't take money but then the first check comes out they're like thank you i owe you money second check comes out thank you i owe you money and then a whole money basket comes out in the middle of the party did you all notice that very it's a wonderful life i wrote that down too mm-hmm. movie number two i thought was being troped mm-hmm. oh didn't catch that you didn't that's because you hate it's a wonderful life tune in next month movie lovers ah. That's true. Oh, another note. I wrote, what was the dress code at the party? Oh, I said that too. I was like, there's people with sweaters and jeans. There's a woman in what looks like a wedding gown. (laughs) Pajamas? They have pajamas. (laughs) Very good. I mean, he did walk around saying, if you have plans. (laughs) The dress that Lindsay Lohan was wearing, very nice dress, but like also very weird to get from... But as a gift, <laughs> what I presume is going to be your, her future mother-in-law. But like, that's a weird dress just to get as a present. Yeah. Just one you met two days ago. Let me quote Nick. When she came down the stairs, he goes, oh, she's still smuggling melons. <laughs> that was my very shallow comment because I can remember Lindsay Lohan from my days growing up one of the things that caught a young man's eye about her was she was very um, endowed and I felt like she did not appear that way through this movie but I think that that whole scene with the dress it was a lost and found sweater I just, I'm like I think it was they put her in baggy stuff and I don't know if she's just maybe not as comfortable or didn't want the movie to be about that but it feels like they had that obligatory scene where she's in this like overly sexualized uh, pretty dress again shoehorned the moment of why it's there because why would this woman have given her that dress randomly for for no reason Uh, it's probably expensive and they can't even afford to keep their business open but (laughs) it's there um and then yeah she's walking down and then the other part is she immediately puts a sweater on over it (laughs) it did not go with it at all Weird wardrobe choice. <laughs> yeah, it was very, very strange. Um, so essentially, the party saves them, but then she finally gets her memory because Tad and Dad <laughs> find her. And then the girl is so sad because she said, I didn't get my wish. I wanted you to have someone to love. Is that a trope, Madison? Um. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think there's always the moment at the end of the movie where you think what's supposed to happen and you know that's gonna happen doesn't happen. And there's like, 
oh, oh well. And then it happens. <laughs> and I like that the solution was like, just go tell her. And he was like, okay. <laughs> and then he did. And then the movie ended. I don't know. Well, yeah, it feels like they were, again, that was supposed to be the when Harry met Sally moment, the running mm-hmm. through the streets or running through the airport to, to go profess Oh, and love. I knew Santa was going to leave the sleigh. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was definitely Chekhov's sleigh when that uh, got introduced earlier. <laughs> Which that's a <laughs> I love that Nick immediately recognized what. No, I was yeah, saying. that's a comment that Nick made when we watched it, and um, and she put on the ring, and she was, oh, it's too big. And then he, when she was falling, and he tried to catch her, and couldn't, and the slip. ring slipped off. Nick goes, Chekhov's ring, that's Chekhov's ring. <laughs> She had previously commented that it was too big, and that's why she flipped. I'm yeah. sorry, I'm dumb. What is who's Chekhov? Nick, you want to explain? <laughs> Actually, Madison's the one who has told me about it. But yeah, it's when um, they like will like either show somebody like really close up, like say they set a gun down or something in a movie, and then like later, like where's my gun? Like anytime they're like overtly zooming in or pointing something out, you know it's gonna come back. Mm probably cause problems yeah it. It, it comes from like uh you know i forget his name andrew Chekhov. i don't remember his last name's Chekhov. he uh the idea is that if there's a gun on the set hanging on a wall then it's going to be used in the play like you're gonna see it again and it's gonna get fired like so in modern terms yeah if you see so something that they point gun, out, if it's introduced in Act One, it will get used in Act Three. So the ring uh-huh. and the sleigh, I got it. Because why else would they point out the sleigh? <laughs> exactly. They take like a whole ninety-second sequence to be like, "Oh, this sleigh. Wish we could have it. Oh, that'd be yeah. nice." Uh, Can't afford it. Let me just randomly buy this snow globe. <laughs> yeah, let me uh, buy this snow globe for a complete stranger instead. <laughs> And she's like, my mother. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, also at the end of this movie, they did something which I love to hate in every movie that does it. And that is a 30 second montage of scenes we've just watched for the last 45 minutes. (laughs) Yes. I'm like, I I remember all this. I'm here for it. I was there. (laughs) It's only a 90 minute movie. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, we don't need this. We I gotta point out one of my my favorite roast lines of this movie when they're talking about the angel and he's like I just don't want to put it up because there's tough memories around it and she's like I think memories are important and he's like what would you know about memories you don't remember who you are (laughs) he did not just say that Yeah, that was funny. That was the the second time too when she like is leaving with her dad and Tan. She's like, "Thank you guys so much for what you did," and he's like, "Forget about it." I was like, "That's a good one too." (laughs) I see what you did there. Chekhov's memories. Nice. Good callback. Good callback. I I will say I wanted to make one note of like as much as I have shat all over this movie and and, then don't have the very high opinion of it as a quality film per se. I do love anything that's especially around the holidays, but anything that kind of ends with this 
this really uplifting message of like the importance of community and the nice message of, you know, selflessness and the idea of paying it forward and sort of, you know, it is very much the, the, it's a wonderful life idea, but like he has done so much, so, so much kindness for everyone around him that when the chips hit the ground, you know, he begrudgingly admits help and then everyone's there for him. This idea that, you know, that uh, selflessness comes back. But she's the only one who gets the credit for it because she said it out loud on the news, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, kind of. I mean, that's when it gets all the... <laughs> the business. Uh, yeah. 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 She said it out loud. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. I made my check when, or made my note when they were handing in checks, so I apologize. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was the piece I was... But thinking. yeah, no, I agree. And I did tear up a little bit when the grandma was like... <laughs> Hello. Yeah. <laughs> the phones. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Hold please. Hold please. Hold please. <laughs> Grandma's the worst. Oh man. man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it does say something that's like, you know, everybody loves to see someone who cares for somebody like being cared for. I would say. Um, it does stink that it also followed like the trope that life follows, you know, like nobody is recognized unless an influencer calls him out first. Like yeah. this inn would have closed down if he didn't know a famous person, <laughs> like, um, or didn't help a famous person. I mean, you could also say you never know who you're helping and like um, how like things will, you know, how things will come back to you and that kind of thing. But like, yeah, it is, it is sad. There's like, especially with not going down a sad trail, but <laughs> with like COVID, there's so many small businesses that close to kind of like deserve that same love and recognition that, yeah. you know, didn't necessarily get it, but it's a good reminder to like value the places that we do hold dear and to like uh, go to them and to be thankful for them while they're around. Yeah, I agree. Very much agreed. On that downer, um, <laughs> we want to go ahead and give our ratings. Wait, I do want to say one last oh, thing. I ahead. already said it at the beginning, but like the fact that Tad ran off with the bellboy, <laughs> we love it. We love to see it. <laughs> we knew Tad was gay the whole time. <laughs> or, you know what? I shouldn't say that. He might have been bi. Yeah. Or pan, who knows? But he seemed much happier with the bellboy. He <laughs> <laughs> got a happy ending. Yeah, I. I did think it was a very odd choice to like <laughs> have him with her in the first place. Yeah, he wasn't with her for money, so I was like, "What's happening here?" So maybe he was by. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Um, it was a very, it was an interest that was not. I don't think that's a trope. I think it's a trope in other movies. Like you see it in like, um, like Beauty and the Beast with like Gaston and Lanier and the yeah. boot or whatever. But um, yeah, very. Yeah, I'm glad everybody ended up like happy in the end, and there wasn't anybody who was like the villain and carded off or whatever. Because I don't think anyone deserved that in this movie, except Ralph mm-hmm. was in jail. Oh no, he got out of jail. Yeah, they let him. Yeah, they, they didn't. They didn't even arrest him. Really, I'd marry Ralph. <laughs> I was into him. <laughs> Anyways, what were you saying? And anything else you all wanted to say about this movie? Anything we didn't touch on? Yeah, I think you guys covered all my stuff. We watched the entire <laughs> plot. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right. Well, then I'll go ahead and I'll set the tone with mine because I know that you all may be a little bit more chipper about it. Uh, the The fact that I couldn't remember any of this movie actually dinged it even further until we were talking about it because I'd written down 2.5. It's going down to a 2.0 out of five hearts. So movie oh, okay. Level... I thought this was about 10. I was like, oh, no, no, no. Uh, sorry, I forgot to mention. We do a score rating of zero to five hearts. This is intended to be the objective rating. Sometimes my wife goes ahead and skips that. Then we also do a, uh, would you renew your vows? And so this is, do you think you could see yourself seeing this movie again? Are you excited to see it again, etc.? cetera? Uh, so 2.0 out of five stars and no, I would not <sighs> renew. I'm sorry. 2.0. 2.0. Two. Okay. Out of five. Uh, Daniel. I too am gonna give it a two point five. <laughs> oh, two point five, okay. Two point five out of five hearts, just because, like, yeah, that wasn't a good movie. <laughs> the writing was very bad. But would mm -hmm. I renew my vows? Yeah, I'm gonna watch it probably every year from here on out. So, I I will happily put on the Christmas prints, all three of them, before I. <laughs> all right, Nick Madison. Um, I will give it. I'll give it maybe a three, only because it did what it was supposed to do, I think. Fair. They had no intention of it being a series film. And when you watch it, I think there's some of it that's satire. Like, they purposely did it the way that... They purposely made it cringy. Um, and so, <laughs> I think with that in mind. But yeah, it's it's not a good movie. Like <laughs> You don't watch it for a cinematic experience <laughs> um and i i probably i probably wouldn't really watch it again honestly there's like so much content listen <laughs> she's like let me defend myself there are some movies that are like cringy so cringy i have to watch them every year like dolly parton's christmas on the square if you have not seen it i haven't you must watch this it is so bad that is so good that is so previews bad. for next year maybe oh man just watch it dolly parton's a delight she is always but a this movie, national treasure and it's a musical so oh, yeah. anyway but i watch that every year because i'm like i can't i can't <laughs> real thing but this one walked the line of being like so forgettable that i just i don't know that i'll watch it again wow maybe someday but probably not on purpose <laughs> you forgot you watch it and then you watch it again <laughs> maybe you just turn your tv on and netflix has it just on the screen <laughs> like in the movie it's like the new you log yeah <laughs> uh, okay i will give it a 2.6 i'll go a little oh. bit back to Danny. okay um i can't yeah, it's just not horrible, although I, but it doesn't have any the distinguishing qualities. <laughs> and there's, you know, the nostalgia of the Lindsay Lohan return. So, um, would I watch it again? I'd give it every three years, maybe. Oh, okay. To work it into the rotation. When <laughs> something bad. Yeah. I like it. Actually, I genuinely hope this is the beginning of. I'm not saying this to be funny. I genuinely hope this is the beginning of Lindsay Lohan's comeback. I, I would be I okay her. with that. Like, I don't necessarily want to rewatch this movie again, but I would watch another movie yeah. with Lindsay Lohan. I mean, her acting is not terrible. Yeah. She did. Yeah, she did what she was supposed to do. And she made me tear up. 
And I want it to be like a Vanessa Hudgens thing. Where this, is, this is her new thing now. She's in cringy Netflix movies. Falling for Christmas too, and it's them actually running the the B and B together. Mm-hmm. I do wonder if a lot of like really um, well known celebrities go for these types of movies because they're a little bit like lower key, lower budget. They still get to do what they love, but they don't have the pressure as yeah. much and there's not as much you know there's not like huge premieres that they have to go to a lot of publicity but they still get to do what they love in a smaller context and then their you know movies get watched because of their names so they still have a small element of fame oh yeah i mean this movie was as soon as it came out number one in movies on netflix like this whole weekend so yeah, yeah people are gonna watch it for sure and that's a solid point, Madison, because I think there are people like her that you get the sense if you see interviews, especially from when she was younger and then through the rest of her life. She is one of those people who was like, she just loved the art of acting. You know, what I mean? it was something she was really passionate about. That's why she got into it. Then that path led her down some some different choices and, and maybe got further and further away from that art. And like you're saying, this is a chance to to do that in a low key, low stakes environment. And yeah. the next place you'll see her. The mass singer. Yeah. <laughs> no, it'll be a few years. All right. But anyway, all right. Well, I guess that's that's it for us, uh, movie lovers. We just need to do our plugs real quick. Madison, uh, let's go Nick, Madison, and then Danny and I. So Nick, anything to plug? Uh no. Madison shows. <laughs> there you go. I Madison shows. I knew he was going to say that. <laughs> Madison, where can people see Hold you? Hold on a second. Nick, did you just say you want to plug your fiance? I just want to make sure we don't let that line <laughs> go past. <laughs> Hi, Mom. Had to take the opportunity to embarrass hey. a little bit. <laughs> Madison, you have shows. Uh, yeah, kind of. I mean, uh, we're kind of on a hiatus right now, but I'm in minor league at Comedy Sports with Danny. Um, so we'll start having shows more regularly in the new year on Thursdays. And then also I'm part of the Tragic School Bus, which is um, a comedy team. We do improv and sketch and we'll have more shows in the new year also. But um, you can catch us at, at Tragic School Bus Comedy on Instagram and I think Facebook. Other than that, I don't think I have anything else. There you go. All right, go find at Tragic School Bus Comedy and your movie reviews series on Instagram. Where can people find you for that? Oh, yes, you can follow me um, at Mad Marley on Instagram. I haven't posted any yet, but I will post probably a review of this one. People have been asking for this one. There you go. (laughs) But I was like, I can't scoop the podcast episode. Yeah. So, um, (laughs) <laughs> so, yeah, I will review this one on there after uh, the podcast episode airs and probably a few more along the way. I see that Netflix is releasing a lot in the coming month. So very excited for that. Heck, yeah. What if we did? What is the Vanessa? <laughs> I just love it so much. The Princess Switch. Yeah. What if they have four girls next time? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I hope. Oh, man. I forgot that they like that they, the most recent one was there's yeah. a third cousin that somehow. Yeah, I loved it. <laughs> yes, Nick and I reviewed that one last year. It was great. I'm gonna watch that one again. Actually, maybe after this, all of them. I'm done with that. All right. My plugs. Yeah, your plugs. Same as Madison. <laughs> Come yeah. see us at Comedy Sports Thursday nights for League Night. Did I'm you join also... the Tragic School Bus too? You said same. Oh as Madison. no, not that one. <laughs> um, I'm also in Bubby and Zadie Home for Hanukkah on Thursday nights at 
Piper's Alley. So you can come catch me as one of the Christmas carols. <laughs> cool. um, and also, I'm in an, a new old web series that just came out today. Oh, they're, are they're oh I saw that with Wes. Yeah, it's um, at Creative Juices 7th on YouTube. But it's a D&D, PSA, ABCD. I don't know. There's a lot of letters to it. And it's basically a parody of Dungeons and Dragons, where we are the characters. And I am a killer librarian. <laughs> Creative Juices 7th, you said. 7th, yes. So by the time, listeners, you're hearing this, not only will Danny's video have aired, but I'm sure several others will I don't have. know. I'm out on the 29th. Oh, I, I thought you were. Oh, he was posting about on the 29th. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, okay, never mind then. There will at least be one or more videos yes. at Creative Juices 7th on Instagram. YouTube. YouTube, Sam Glad. This is why you correct me. <laughs> and you can follow them on Instagram as well. Funny stuff. Yes. I, I was going to say, I've been seeing the, the, the uh, production, the ba- behind the scenes photos is what I've been watching, which is why I knew that from Instagram. All right. Well, uh, Danny, where can the listeners, the movie lovers, find you on all the socials for yourself? Uh, at Denny Miami 4. I'm most active on Instagram, though. Today, I did give myself a timer. I gotta not be so active on Instagram. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> um, I am not quite as toxically engaged with the social media. <laughs> Sorry, I'm at least at this time. Um, so you can find me personally at Nick Loves Movies. That's N-I-C-L-U-V Nick Loves Movies on instagram and twitter i'm also at that handle on uh letterboxd go ahead and follow me on letterboxd and uh, i've been getting a little bit more active on there as well you can find us on youtube or anywhere else that podcasts are shared make sure to give us to your friends find us five stars uh, we'd love to have some love notes that come back. And if you are an international listener, please just send us an email with a screenshot of your review for five stars. Uh, we can't see them if you're not uh, in the United States, unfortunately. Uh, and so that email is in the letter N, lovewithmovies at gmail.com. And like we said earlier, that is also where our socials are at on Instagram and Twitter at the letter N, lovewithmovies, all spelled out at in love with movies. And we will see you all next time for uh, more holiday themes in the future. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving. All right. We love you, Nick and Madison. I love you, Danny. I love you, Nick. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Phlegm in my throat. And we love you, movie movie lovers. lovers. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle <laughs> you know what I'm talking about the it's herself. <laughs> oh, I'm sweating.
Mm-hmm. What do you all have in terms of plans for Thanksgiving? I'm supposed to go back to Pittsburgh. Um, and then, yeah, Nick will celebrate with his family here. So it'll be like the last year where we're celebrating apart. But I wanted to give my family yeah. like that last year that I'll be at Thanksgiving um, before we start. We'll probably do Thanksgiving with his family and Christmas with mine every year. <laughs> Nick, is that confirmed? I guess so. <laughs> uh, hello. That's the right answer. That's the right answer right there. 